We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to another uncontested post-game podcast. Justin here at OKC Tracker. Thanks for following along with me on our Twitter handle tonight at the underscore uncontested. Thunder lose to the Sacramento Kings 116-119. Everybody knows they had the double overtime thriller against the Jazz last night. It was wild. It was crazy. It kept everybody up till the wee hours of the morning. So it's not really a surprise that tonight they come out against the Kings and they look flat. They look tired. They didn't have legs. And I think it's it's a result everybody kind of expected. The, the Kings are hungry. They needed a win. They didn't play last night. The Thunder were exhausted. Uh, they fought. They couldn't really get there. They didn't have the legs. I, I don't know what else to say about that. Um, let's just get out of here. Psych. You thought, I'm just kidding. I couldn't do that to you. And But really, I mean, the Thunder were exhausted, and it showed from the get-go. I think it easily could have been a game where the Thunder just rolled over and, and didn't show us anything. They just played flat uh, and, and let the Kings have an easy win. And in the first half, that's kind of where it looked like this thing was headed. The Kings outscored the Thunder pretty handily in the first quarter, 31-24, even more so in the second, 32-25. And the Thunder went into halftime and it just kind of looked like, yeah, well, you know, at least they won the Utah game. Um, This one's going to be a pretty bad loss. Then the Thunder did that thing in the third quarter that they always do. They came out. They played really well. um, They cut the deficit down to two. And then, unfortunately, they let the Kings kind of balloon it back up again by the end of the third quarter to where, once again, you're thinking, all right, well, you know, the Thunder are tired. It is what it is. Uh, Just give the Kings this win. But then in the fourth, OKC fought back again. 
all of this kind of came on the back of Russell Westbrook. He really was the catalyst tonight. He seemed to be the only one that didn't have trouble with energy. Now, maybe you're a little more energized as Russell Westbrook because you fouled out last night and you didn't play as long as everybody else. But whatever it is, you know, Russ just has that motor and he was able to do some things for the Thunder tonight that gave them a spark and gave them a chance. Ultimately, he also did some things that kept him from winning the game. He shot a pretty ugly pull-up two late when the Thunder uh, were tied with the Kings, and they really needed a basket, and I just think there were better shots out there. But, you know, that's that's living with Russ. You live with Russ, you die with Russ. He's going to hit a beautiful pull-up three that gives you the lead, and then he's also going to take the head-scratcher that, you know is not the right shot, but he's going to shoot it anyway because that's Russ. And you have to take the good with the bad or else Russ just isn't Russ. Now, speaking of Russ, uh, over the last few games, I feel like his offensive rhythm is starting to really kind of come into its own a little bit. He had his third straight game tonight of 40-plus points. He put in 41 points tonight. Uh, 15 to 30 shooting, so high volume, but I mean, what Russ high scoring output isn't high volume, let's be honest. He hit five threes, six of eight from the free throw line, which is probably the most encouraging stat for me, because if you've been paying attention to Thunder basketball this season, you know that the free throw line has been a pretty mighty struggle for Russell Westbrook this season. 10 rebounds, uh, four assists. The four assists can look discouraging, but it wasn't necessarily that he wasn't finding his teammates, as that his teammates couldn't do anything with it. The Thunder shot 38.1% from the floor and 30.4% from three, and it was evident throughout the night, like, like how I started the podcast, the legs just weren't there. Almost every shot hit front rim. I, I made a joke that, you know, if the front rim was actually the middle of the rim, then the Thunder would be killing it right now, but they just didn't have it in the tank. And I think that's most evident uh, when you look at the shooting numbers. Everything came short. It really kind of came to a head on, you know, Paul George put up a three-pointer at the end of the game that would have tied it. And it, it was fitting that it hit the front of the rim. You know, that's that's just what's going to happen uh, on the second night of a back-to-back after you've just played a double overtime thriller. Now, before the game, uh, Boomtown RW, our own Kamiar, he, he tweeted something that I thought was fascinating. He said... Winning this game would literally defy history. No team has ever won the second game of a back-to-back after going two overtimes. Now, admittedly, that's probably a very small sample size of games where you have a double overtime game on the first night of a back-to-back. But it just shows how difficult this feat would have been for the Thunder if they would have been able to pull this one off. You look at the minutes from last night's game. Paul George, 50. Steven Adams, 47. Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, 43, Jeremy Grant, 41, Dennis Schroeder, 35. And from there, they look a little more normal. But those those main guys, kind of the guys that you need to carry this team night in and night out, those are ridiculous minutes. And ask them to come back the very next night and play uh, Russell Westbrook, 35 minutes tonight. Paul George, 38 minutes tonight. Jeremy Grant and Steven Adams, both 28 minutes tonight. That, that's too many minutes. Uh, you know, these guys are freak athletes, but that's still, that's a lot. So the Thunder needed other guys to step up, and I don't know that they got enough. You had 20 minutes from Noel. He only put in six points, but I actually thought Noel was one of the more impactful bench players tonight. He had a couple big blocks, as he always seems to. He had eight rebounds. He did some nice things for the Thunder tonight. 
Markeith Morris, it's hard to say where he's at right now. He's still trying to find his place on this team. And the dude hadn't played a meaningful basketball uh, game since December. So you can't really expect a ton out of him. But he got 20 minutes tonight as well. Uh, He put in 10 points, including 5 of 5 from the free throw line, 1 of 5 from 3. Nader, 10, 10 minutes, 2 points. Burton, 3 minutes, 0 points. Felton, 6 minutes, 0 points. Uh, and Ferguson played 30 minutes, uh, 10 points. He was 3 of 8 from 3. A decent night from Ferg. I thought where you saw Ferguson most impactful tonight was guarding Buddy Heald. Now, that might sound a little surprising, given that Buddy Heald poured in 34 points tonight. Uh, but... I honestly thought most of those buckets, when Ferguson was guarding him, was on decent defense. Now, there can certainly be a valid argument to be made that if you put in 34 points, obviously the defense can't be that good, no matter how good it looked. But I thought especially there was a a moment kind of down the stretch where the Kings needed a bucket. The Thunder run was really coming, and Ferguson just completely locked up healed. He tried to go right. He tried to go left. He tried to cut the lane, and he ended up putting up a shot late in the shot clock that wasn't a great shot and I thought that was kind of a a good microcosm of of Terrence Ferguson's night he consistently at this point locks guys up Uh, he does a great job of taking on some of the most talented scores in basketball in the world and does a great job as a 20 year old uh, you know getting in front of them and making their job hard now sometimes like tonight they're still going to put in buckets But I think Terrence Ferguson's evolution this season has just been so impressive and how he's been able to mature as a 20-year-old. And with all the athletic tools that he has, I think his potential for the Thunder as an elite-level defender is definitely there. He's not there yet, but he's going to continue to progress. And with Robertson's future being so in doubt, you know, it's positive. It's a positive sign for the Thunder to continue to see his development. And it'll be crucial as they move into the playoffs that he can continue to produce defense at that level. I want to go back to Russell Westbrook real quick. I kind of started off talking about him. uh, Three straight 40-point games. He's done so with a little bit better efficiency. And I think that's probably been the most encouraging part. We actually got a Twitter question about it tonight at Honoruda BVB09 said, from the last three games, Russ has been efficient. Does this efficiency continue onwards? I think, uh, I hope so. I don't know if it does for sure. He has been more efficient. Uh, You know, we had the one game against the Pelicans before the All-Star break, which is a little frustrating. The Thunder shouldn't have lost that one. But then you had last night's game against the Jazz and tonight against the Kings. And Westbrook's starting to look like the Westbrook kind of of the MVP season. He's being more aggressive. I think the thing for me is he's being more decisive. You can tell he he knows what he wants. Whereas early in this early in this season, it just felt like I don't know, he was unsure. I don't know if that's the knee. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but he just seemed like he wasn't quite sure what he wanted, what shots he wanted, whether he wanted to drive or pass or shoot or kick it out, and it just led to a lot of indecision and a lot of just uncharacteristic moments from Russell Westbrook that we're not used to seeing from him. He's used to just making these quick decisions that put defenders in a tough spot, and I think we've started to see more of that. And so I think that's driving a lot of his efficiency numbers because when he can be decisive of, I'm going to the basket. We saw it the last two games. 
uh, tonight and last night, the multiple moments late in game situations where he drives to the basket and draws a foul. We weren't seeing that early in the season. And I don't know if that's because he was afraid he wasn't going to make the free throws, but he's making them now. He hit some clutch free throws in both of these games, uh, did a great job of, of being aggressive. Now, then again, a few possessions later tonight, he settles for a long pull-up too. So Russ can still can still make you pull your hair out, but I think overall, the kind of overall trend in his game is positive, and it's going in the right direction. And I think if he can continue to get this kind of offensive rhythm back as this team heads to the playoffs, this team starts to get dangerous. Because if you have Paul George playing at an MVP level and you have Russell Westbrook getting close back to his MVP level, that's, I mean, it's it's hard to think of many teams outside of the Golden State that can compete with this team and really kind of uh, lock them down with those kind of, with those two offensive weapons coming at you. And it's something that the Thunder really haven't been able to say since Kevin Durant went to Oakland. Another thing that kind of was interesting tonight, and really the last two games since the All-Star break, has been Billy's rotations. We actually got a, another great Twitter question tonight about this exact thing from at MKR2400. Asked, what did you think of the rotations tonight? I thought some of the bench players could have played more. Felton Noel and even Nader had productive spurts. I wondered why Burton didn't get more time, and did Patterson even get in? Uh, and no, to answer your question, Patterson did not get in. And I think that makes two straight games where Patterson and Diallo have been DMPs. And that obviously coincides with the addition of Markeith Morris. Now, we all knew coming in, uh, Morris was going to get minutes and they were going to have to come from somewhere. I, I wasn't quite sure where. I think it was going to come a little bit from different guys all over the place. You know, he's traditionally averaged. 25 minutes or so throughout his career. He got 20 tonight, so he's he's getting close to that. He's still trying to find his footing, and I think that's the biggest thing is Billy might be trying to inject him in some different situations to see how he fares. You know, last game in the first quarter, Jeremy Grant subbed out really early. It was something like eight minutes left in the first quarter to put Morris in. Uh, that didn't that didn't stay that way in the second half. Uh, Jeremy stayed in longer. I think tonight Jeremy stayed in longer, kind of more towards his normal rotations. But I think Billy's just trying to figure out what guys Marquise Morris plays well with, where he fits in the rotation. And so I think things are going to get funky for a little bit. I think what you're also seeing is a little bit of uh, experimentation as to trying to figure out, you know, what this team looks like as we get closer to the playoffs. I think we all know playoff rotations are shorter. You don't use as many bench guys, you know, eight, nine guys is pretty common. Uh, The Thunder played 11 tonight with Noel Morris, Nader Felton, Schroeder and Burton coming off the bench. But you look at those minutes, Burton only got three minutes, uh, Felton six, those guys aren't playing a ton of minutes. And honestly, as we move to the playoffs, they probably won't. I think the other, I think Nader probably gets uh, little to no playoff minutes. I think Felton probably gets little to no playoff minutes. Burton, Patterson, Diallo, same boat. I think what's interesting is uh, last night against the Jazz, when Russell Westbrook went to the bench after fouling out and Nader came in, it seemed like a weird choice, but he made some really nice plays on the defensive end. He was he was the one guarding Mitchell when Mitchell kind of lost the ball and dribbled it out of bounds. And then he comes right back and hits a three on the other end. And I think, you know, ultimately, other than Paul George, he was probably the second most crucial part of that comeback last night. 
So Nader's shown flashes. Uh, Burton's shown flashes. Felton's shown flashes. They've all done things in small moments. And honestly, those are how you win playoff games. But they haven't done it consistently. And that's how you lose playoff games. If you can't deliver consistently, you're going to get exposed in the playoffs. And I think that is where some of those guys are heading. And I think that's what Billy is starting to inject a little bit into the lineup. And I think you're going to see more and more as we get later in the season and closer to the playoffs the rotation is going to start to reflect a playoff rotation more. So unfortunately, while we've seen nice things from those guys, I think you're going to see them a little bit less on the floor just because, you know, they, they don't do things well enough consistently, uh, especially on the de- defensive end to really get big playoff. With Marky Morris, you know, it's definitely going to be an adjustment period. I think he's still learning how the Thunder system works, especially on defense. You know, this Thunder team is is so good defensively. There's a lot of rotations and a lot of communication that happens. And I just think Morris doesn't quite understand on the level that he will, and hopefully he'll get there sooner rather than later. But there's lots of times where you see he's out of position. You know, he's he's chasing a guy out to the three-point line. He's a little late. All of that will come with time. And I think that's what Billy's trying to do by getting him minutes is trying to get him used to playing with these guys and kind of help him figure out his role. That'll come with practice time, too. The Thunder don't play again until Tuesday, so they've got a couple days where they can continue to work him in, help him learn some things. But I thought even just the difference between last night against the Jazz and tonight against the Kings, he looked more comfortable. He seemed like he was contributing a little better tonight than he was last night. He's... uh Locked in a little better. He was 5 of 5 from the free throw line, like I mentioned, which is great because when you look across the board, uh, you know, free throw shooting's been a struggle for the Thunder. They're actually 78.6% from the line tonight, which is probably one of their higher marks of the season. And that's really driven by, you know, Russell Westbrook, 6 of 8, Paul George, 4 of 4, Schroeder, 3 of 4, and Morris, 5 of 5. They're really kind of driving that. So that's another weakness that the Thunder have had for a lot of the season, that if they can turn that around, kind of shore it up leading into the playoffs, that's going to win some games for them and turn things around where, you know, there's been times this season where, honestly, that's that's lost them, lost them games. I did want to get to a couple more of our Twitter questions tonight. Thank you guys for sending those in. At Austin underscore T78 asked, if the Kings Kings go on a run and manage a seven seed, could they upset the Nuggets? I think they could. I'm I'm not about to run out and, and put money down on the Kings in a first-round playoff series. But this Kings team, they're not the Sacramento Kings that we're used to. Uh, they're playing a fun brand of basketball. They've got a lot of good pieces. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, they're playing fantastic. Uh, Bogdanovich, Bagley, those are guys that can really be contributors. Now Harrison Barnes, you know, he can be a great asset for them as well. I think as you look down the playoff stretch, you know, you had the Lakers tonight losing to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis, and then you have this big win for the this Kings team in Oklahoma City. I think, the, you know, I, I'd be surprised if the Kings don't make the playoffs over the Lakers. I kind of hinted at that uh, on our last big podcast, but you know, the league will do everything they can to get LeBron in the playoffs because he's going to bring eyeballs. He's going to sell tickets. But really, I, I I think this Kings team gets in. I think they end up facing Golden State in the first round as the eighth seed. But to your point, if they continue to play well, there's a possibility they could go on a run and move up to the seventh seed. 
and I think they'd they'd be a fun series with the Nuggets. Um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm not about to pick them to beat the Warriors, but I think they'd give Denver fits. I think they they'd be a tough out. I don't uh, I don't think anybody would necessarily like root for a matchup with the Kings. But like I said, I'm not rushing out to to put money on them. But I think they're a fun team. I think they're going to continue to get better. They've got a lot of youth. They've got a lot of great scores. And I think we're going to keep hearing their name for the years to come. One more Twitter question. This comes from at Clark Matthews. He says, better cardio, one, watching the Thunder play, or two, 30 minutes on an elliptical machine. Well, you know Jacob, uh, Thunder Mob, he does both. I don't know how he does it. He's often at the gym watching the Thunder game while he's working out. And uh, I've got to say, I think it's I think it's the Thunder game. I've got an Apple Watch. Uh, it has a little heart rate alert feature on there. And there's times when I'm watching a game where I feel a little tap on my wrist and I look down and see a notification that says uh, heart rate warning and my, my heart rate is elevated. And it's usually uh, towards the end of Thunder games. And I'm not proud of it, but you know, uh, the thunder, the thunder just are always interesting. There's a great tweet from, uh, HP basketball, Matt Moore. He says the thunder never blow anyone out and they never get blown out. And tonight there was times where you thought they were about to get blown out, but they scratched and clawed and fought and got back in it and made it a super entertaining game, which as fans, you know, that's all you can ask for. But for my heart, probably not the best. Looking ahead for the Thunder, like I mentioned, they don't play again until Tuesday. A tough road trip to Denver. That's a 9.30 p.m. tip-off on national TV game on TNT. That's followed up by Thursday against the Philadelphia 76ers. 7 p.m. tip-off, also on TNT. I think, you know, you saw the Thunder go 1-1 one and one in these last two games. I think if they go 1-1 one and one against those next two, I'd be feeling pretty good. Those are two tough games. I think what you don't want to see him do is go 0-2. Uh, the Denver one is the more important one, being that they're in the Western Conference. They're in your division. That's one that the Thunder really want to win if they want to kind of solidify their standings as we head to the playoffs. Beating Philadelphia is just always nice because I like seeing Russell Westbrook talk crap about Joel Embiid. And so, you know, I want that just for selfish reasons. After those two, they have a back-to-back on next Saturday. They play at San Antonio, followed by Sunday at home versus Memphis. Uh, And really, I mean, we've talked about it over and over. The schedule just, it's brutal. They have the hardest schedule in the NBA. Before uh, these two games, when I looked at it, this kind of gives you an idea of how hard it is. The Thunder being the hardest schedule had the same distance between them and the second hardest schedule, as the second hardest schedule had between uh, the 11th hardest. So not only did the Thunder have the hardest schedule, but it was like way harder than everybody else. So what we're talking about, like, oh, one and one is a good thing. I think you kind of just have to to rethink about weeks and, and stretches for the Thunder. Of, you know, we're probably not going to see a seven-game win streak for the rest of the season for this team, uh, like we saw a couple weeks ago. We're not going to see these big win streaks. I think you got to win the important games. you got to win the easy games uh, against teams that you should beat, and you got to steal some where you can from the contenders because the fact of the matter is they're playing a lot of contenders coming up. And so in order for them to 
when the we don't want to play Golden State in the first round sweepstakes. Uh, they've they've got to continue to win because Portland won today, and so you have Portland sneaking up on the Thunder. Uh, with OKC losing and Portland winning, they're one game closer. The good news is the Thunder do have the tiebreaker there, so that makes it a little bit tougher. But while you'd like to move up to the two seed, you very, very badly do not want to fall to the four seed because playing the Warriors in the second round, uh, that's that's not ideal. I think that'll do it for tonight. Thanks for following along. Thanks for th- sending in your Twitter questions. You can check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast. Uh, if you if you listen to podcasts somewhere and you can't find us, let us know, and we'll try to get on there too. Uh, please, if you like what we're doing, go on to iTunes, Spotify. Uh, give us a, a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Jacob tweeted out a little contest. If we hit 100 uh, iTunes reviews before the playoffs, we'll have a really big giveaway. Uh, He was talking playoff tickets and dinner and all kinds of stuff. So check that out. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks thanks for following me uh, at OKC Tracker. Follow our podcast at the underscore uncontested. We do a post-game podcast after every game, and then about once a week we get together for a big group pod with all the guys uh, where we talk some some broader stuff. Uh, But check it out if you haven't. We look forward to finishing out the season with you and heading into the playoffs together. We've got some fun stuff planned, so look forward to that. That'll do it for tonight. Thanks again. Thunder up. who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together for the pathfinders breaking new ground granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support because we know you have people depending on you so you can always depend on us call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done